0: good to have all of you here this morning we begin our service by singing the doxology which is found in the red hymnal number 549 the doxology number 549
1: Father, Son, and Holy Ghost. Amen.
0: Our call to worship is hymn number 718. With God our wisdom and might. He has counsel and understanding. If he tears down, none can rebuild. If he shuts a man in, none can open. If he withholds the waters, they dry up. If he sends them out, they overwhelm the land. With him are strength and wisdom. The deceived and the deceiver are his. He loosens the bonds of kings and binds a waistcloth on their loins. He makes nations great and he destroys them. He enlarges nations and leads them away. In his hand is the life of every living thing, and the breath of all mankind. Amen. Our first hymn this morning is number 485, Take My Life and Let It Be. Number 485, Take My Life and Let It Be. Gracious God, we are so thankful for this time that we can have to worship you. And Lord, we come before you with our individual needs and requests that we have in our lives. And Lord, every time that we pray to you, many times it seems to be the same old thing. But God, you remind us again and again that you always want to hear about the needs in our lives, even if it is the same old thing. So God, we come before you not just with the same old thing, but new needs that we have in our lives, things that you have reminded us this week to pray for. We also pray for family members and for friends, for the patients throughout this medical center, for the staff that are working here today, for the families that we will be visiting. Lord, we lift them up to you in prayer. And God, as we pray, we also pause to just say thank you that you care about us each individually and that your desire is for us to always be reconciled to you in all things lord once again we just are so thankful that we can come and worship you here in this chapel we do not take this opportunity for granted and we are so thankful for all the servicemen and women and their families that have made the sacrifices to give us this freedom to worship as we choose And we thank you for them, and we lift them up to you in prayer as well. And we just praise you. And God, we are so thankful that you taught us to pray by saying, Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. And give us this day our daily bread. And forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever and ever. Amen. Thank you for praying with me this morning. Our next hymn this morning is number 382, Be Still My Soul. Number 382, Be Still My Soul.
1: Be still.
0: us to be, but it seems to be the most difficult, because I don't know about you, but I am impatient about a lot of things that God tells us to be still and trust in him. Our scripture reading comes from the book of Galatians, chapter 2, beginning with verse 3. All the treasures of wisdom and knowledge are hidden in him. I am saying this so that no one will deceive you with persuasive arguments. For I may be absent in body, but I am with you in spirit, rejoicing to see how well ordered you are in the strength of your faith in Christ. Therefore, as you have received Christ Jesus the Lord, walk in him, rooted and built up in him and established in faith just as you were taught overflowing with gratitude amen let us pray our gracious God Lord we are so thankful that you have taken this act of worship that all of us have provided and Lord we are just so thankful that you acknowledge that worship in spirit and truth in our own individual lives. And God, I would ask that you would help me to continue that acknowledgement of that spirit of truth. That the things that I would be saying, the thoughts that would come across in my mind, would be coming from you. Help me now, I pray. In Christ's name, amen. You know, one of the things that Lynn and I try to do is we try to go to various events used to be with our children, and now it's with our grandchildren. And this past week, our grandson, Matthew, he's in third grade, he attends a school where every quarter of their school year, they have what they call a summative. And basically what that means is you have an opportunity as parents or grandparents to go and see what your child is learning. And and you get an understanding and a summary because they summarize the events of that quarter into the different projects, and to the different learning lessons that they've had, and what the outcome has been during that quarter. So, Lynn and I had the opportunity to go, and we went, and at first they have a general session where all the classes come together, and they review, and they talk about the different projects, and they show a video of the children, and the children kind of give their own little testimony in terms of the things that they've learned during that quarter. And then we break up and then we go into separate rooms. But when we were in the general session, there was a gentleman sitting in front of me that had a t shirt on, and on the back of the t shirt it said, Old Guy's rule. And the older I get, the best is what the best I was. The better I was. The older I get, the better I was. Thank you, honey. Because Lynn saw the t-shirt first and she was elbowing me. Hey, look at that t-shirt. So the older I get, the better I was. So it was pretty funny and of course we were joking about it amongst the family that was there. But I'd like to submit to you that the older that we get, it should not be the better that I was. Better Better I was, there we go. But it should be the older I get, the better I am the better I become. And that should be a goal for each and every one of us. That the older that we get, the better that we become in our living. The better that we become in Christ. But it doesn't seem to be that way, does it? It seems somehow the older that we get, the more that we think and the more that we ponder how things maybe could have been or should have been. But I think we need to remember that all we have right now is the present time, the present moment. And God takes us just exactly the way that we are this morning. He knows of our past. He knows of us today. He knows of us in the future. And we just have to somehow understand that each day is a new opportunity for us to move forward in our relationship with God through His Son, Jesus Christ. And we do that in in many different ways, by acts of worship, by singing songs and praises to God, by offering prayers, by reading the scriptures, by worshiping together about having just general discussions about God and what it means to be a follower of Jesus Christ and the different challenges that we face and the struggles that we have. Because God has given us the understanding that all the wisdom and knowledge that we need is actually in Christ. Everything. The understanding about our life, the understanding about our future, the understanding in terms of how we interact with each other, how we are supposed to live with each other, all of those things are in Jesus Christ. So Christ is our example. Christ is the person that we should look to to see how he handled specific situations in his life while he was here, and then also allowing for the Holy Spirit to work in our lives in terms of How do we take those lessons that we learn, the knowledge and the wisdom that are in Christ, and how do we apply it to our everyday lives? How do we make it work? How do we seem to reconcile the differences between the two, ourselves and the nature of Christ that we should always be thinking about? So first of all, do we understand that as we walk with God that we are not by ourselves, but that we have the presence of God in our lives through the Spirit of God, through the Holy Spirit. And do we understand that how we put that to use is every day we use that strength and that power spiritually that God has given us to rely upon Him, to trust Him, and to have faith. It does not mean that we don't have responsibilities. It does not mean that we don't have things that we do on a regular basis. But do all of those things glorify God? Do they strengthen your faith? Do they enhance, in terms of what you believe in as a follower of Jesus Christ? Do they enhance your wisdom and knowledge? And I think it's important to understand that as we came to know Jesus Christ as our own personal Savior and we accepted Christ, he set us free from the bondage and the chains of sin in our lives. So we should rejoice every moment of every day because of what Christ has done for us. And I know that that's difficult to do. I know that sometimes we become overwhelmed by events and we really don't think about Christ all the time. We don't think about the things that we should about God because we're busy trying to deal with the struggles that we have those things that we have to deal with on a regular basis about ourselves and the world in which we are a part of. But we are reminded here this morning that the Spirit of God is always with us and that we are to strengthen our faith in Christ. And the only way that we can do that is to step out in faith and to trust God for those circumstances. And we have our responsibility. God tells us, I think, the things that we need to work on within the circle of things that we can influence. The boundaries that we have where we know we have limitations in terms of what we can do and how can we respond. But I think God also gives us that wisdom and that knowledge that is in Christ that can extend beyond our boundaries. And that's where faith comes in. That's where faith believing needs to be such a part of our lives. Because of all the knowledge and wisdom that's hidden in Christ, we have to take a step of faith in believing what Christ has done for us. Because then if we do that, we see that we become more strengthened in faith. And spiritually, we actually become stronger. And when we become stronger, not in our own way, but in God's way through the presence of His Spirit, we also become emotionally stronger. We're able to face those challenges that we have. All of a sudden, we find the right words to say in those difficult circumstances that we are in. Not because of our own knowledge, not because of our own wisdom, but because of the knowledge and the wisdom that we have found in Christ. And each day is a new step. Each day is which we build upon what has happened to us in the previous day. Many times it might be one step, two steps forward and one step back, but it is a process, always desiring to be a follower of Jesus Christ. And it takes courage to do that. It takes courage to do that. Because you are taking a step of faith. You are saying to God in your prayers and in your worship and your thoughts about God, Lord, you know, I know what my limitations are. I know what my boundaries are. I know that there's only so many things that I can influence with my own will. And God, I hope I am doing it the right way. I hope that I am doing it in Christ, but God, I am trusting you in faith to go beyond those boundaries, to go beyond my limitations of what I can control, my limitations of what I can influence. And I'm trusting you. And that's where faith comes in, the trust that God wants us to have. And as we talked about being reconciled, the whole idea that we incorporate forgiveness in our lives, forgiveness of what God has done for us individually, and then we add trust to it and we find ourselves reconciled to God in all things. And a testimony of that reconciliation is how we live our lives, the things that we think about, the things that we respond to. And it does not take away from our own individuality because God has created you and he has created me in a very unique and special way as individuals. And we need to recognize that. God does not always want us to be the same. Now, there are times that he wants us to be the same in terms of attitude of spirit, attitude of worship, attitude of wanting to know and to understand Christ better. But yet there's that individual part of us that God has created that we need to say, you know what? God, thank you that I am different than everybody else. But yet there's an equality that we have in God. All of us are equal before God. None of us are any better before the eyes of God. All of us have sinned. All of us fall short of the glory of God. All of us need to be reconciled with God. All of us need to be forgiven of our sins before God. So in that sense, together as a body of believers in Jesus Christ, we are together, but yet we are separate. And God wants us to be rooted in the teachings that we have, the teachings of believing in Jesus Christ. And perhaps you can do that in different ways. One of the things I like to do is I like to watch documentaries and I like to watch movies. And I found a lot of wonderful movies about Jesus Christ and about his life. In fact, right now I'm watching and listening to the one about the Gospel of John, and I found it very enriching because they've actually stayed as close as they possibly can to the words of Christ in the Gospel of John. So not only am I thinking about Christ, but I'm actually seeing the words of Christ. And of course, there's a dramatic uh, depiction of his life. Whether all of that drama happened, I don't know. There's some artistic license there. But I think I get a sense of really, as I've been going through the book of John, doing that as well, having the Bible by my side. It's kind of interesting how I've been putting together and understanding the knowledge and the wisdom that God wants us to give us through His Son, Jesus Christ. And that's how we build each other up. As we become more aware of the things that we need to work on, we encourage each other to continue to be a follower of Jesus Christ. But it takes courage to do that. For you and I to inspire others, for you and I to encourage others, we have to take a step out in faith. It makes us vulnerable. It makes us vulnerable. And when we become vulnerable, we're putting ourselves out there saying, you know what, somebody's going to evaluate what I'm saying to them. Somebody's going to judge what I'm trying to say to them a lot of times we don't like to be evaluated. We don't like to have people pronouncing judgments on us. We just want to be able to have people hear our words, and if it pertains to them, that's fine. But I know a lot of times I struggle with making myself vulnerable because I am concerned about the judgment and the thoughts of others and whether they accept what I have to say, whether they accept and understand what I truly am trying to put a cross. But you know, as long as I know that I'm presenting the message that God has given me, and as long as the wisdom and the knowledge that I am trying to share, the best that I can, with the help of the Holy Spirit, is from Christ, that's the best I can do. And in the same way, if you feel some fear in terms of wanting to be able to express yourself and to encourage others and to make yourself vulnerable, you know what, you can just do the best that you can and just leave it there. Say, God, you know, I'm doing the best I can to come to a better understanding of myself. I'm doing the best I can to overcome the challenges that I'm facing in my life. I'm doing the best that I can to make myself vulnerable. And God, just take those fears away. But yet it takes courage for us to do that. And then as we see, as we've incorporated those teachings, as we make the effort to want to know the wisdom and knowledge that is hidden in Christ, we find ourselves overwhelming with gratitude and with praise. Praise for the opportunities that we have to make ourselves vulnerable, to share the different things in our lives that have made a difference, to share our weaknesses, to share our faults, And yes, perhaps there are only certain sets of circumstances where you should do that, especially if it's something that's very deep and very personal. But I think God gives us an opportunity to do that because then we see ourselves in a different light when we share those things. It's almost like, okay, God, I finally said it. I told people the different things that I'm struggling with the different things that I have faced, the different things that I've tried to overcome. I've made myself vulnerable. People have seen all of my weaknesses. So now, God, when am I going to get in return? And through God's Spirit, God gives us an opportunity to see ourselves in a new way as a follower of his son, Jesus Christ. Because we've made ourselves vulnerable. And that hurts. But yet God and the power of his Holy Spirit in our lives can provide the healing that we need to have even after it hurts. Because God always wants us to be one in him, in faith believing. And then we overflow with gratitude in terms of what's going on in our lives and God, we just say, thank you. I never thought I could feel this way before God about the circumstances. I never thought I could feel this way about sharing myself and making myself vulnerable, allowing people to know in the right set of circumstances my failures, because in demonstrating my failures, I can also see my strengths. And God, I want to thank you for giving me the courage to do that, because it is something that we should be attracted to. The wisdom and knowledge that we want to find in Christ is something that we should strive to go after. Something that we should want on a regular basis. And as we take those two steps forward and the one step back, we need to be reminded that God has forgiven us and those things that are in the past are in the past. And God no longer wants us to stare at those things because when we start staring, we start reliving the past. And God does not want us to do that. For you see you and I have a new knowledge, a new wisdom, a new understanding of our life that we have found in Jesus Christ. And in doing so, we walk forward in Him. God never wants us to walk backwards, because the backwards part of our lives has been taken care of. God has forgiven us. And it is in that overflowing attitude of, Thank you, God, and gratitude that we just have such a wonderful attitude about our relationship with God. We desire to worship. We desire to fellowship. We desire to learn more about God's Word. And so consequently, our own attitude about life begins to change. Our attitude about our circumstances. Our attitudes about people. And instead of being afraid we find ourselves growing in strength and actually having more courage to go beyond that we ever thought we could before. Go beyond beyond our own boundaries in faith believing because of what Christ has done for us. And then we see every day in the different activities that we have that we do those things that please God. We do those things that praise God. We do those things that honor our relationship with God. And then we just have more and more of an attitude of gratefulness and of gratitude. And our knowledge and our wisdom in Christ begins to overflow. And we just say, wow, God, I never thought I could be here today the way that I am. Praising you. Honoring you. And then we begin to see that God is making us better, better than I was. God is making better than I ever thought I could ever be. And we just have that whole idea of where God is with us, walking in our lives. Understanding that as we continue the process, God is continuing to develop us, making us stronger and stronger and stronger in Him not in ourselves. In the struggles that we thought we could never overcome, all of a sudden we find ourselves overcoming them and being ahead of the game. Not in our own strength, but in the strength that we have found in the wisdom and the knowledge of Christ. So it is my hope and prayer that as we leave this day and we adopt the fellowship and the worship that God wants us to have, That we adapt to the things that God wants us to do in our lives, following his spirit of truth. That we have a newness in which we live each day, anew in following him. Amen. Let us take a few moments and prepare our hearts for communion as we give a testimony that we want to reach beyond the boundaries of our lives and take that step out in faith in all things let us pray gracious God Lord we are so thankful that you have reminded us that you want us to have a spirit of overflowing gratitude and praise and thanksgiving to you And God, we are doing that in our hearts and our minds. Lord, we know that you're working through us. We know that you showed us the boundaries and our limitations of what we can do. Yet God, in faith, believing, we want to go beyond that because we want to trust in you. And in everything that we do, we want to be reconciled to you. So God, I just want to praise you And thank you that we can have this communion time together. Thank you for everyone that has come to worship you today. Because we do so because we love you. Thank you, God, for forgiving us and loving us just the way we are. In Christ's name, amen. from the Lord what I also pass on to you. The Lord Jesus on the night he was betrayed took bread and when he had given thanks he broke it and said this is my body which is for you do this in remembrance of me let us partake together in the same way after supper he took the cup saying this cup is the new covenant in my blood Do this whenever you drink it in remembrance of me. For whenever you eat this bread and drink this cup, you proclaim the Lord's death until he comes. Let us partake together. Our closing hymn is number 476. Give of your best to the Master. Number 476 you okay. so thankful that we've had this opportunity to acquire more knowledge and wisdom in your Son, Jesus Christ. And God, help us that that may be a goal each day, so that we can grow and become more courageous than we were the day before. And now, may the peace of God that passes all understanding be with you now and forevermore. Amen. Thank you for coming.